Oh, won't we have a time when we get over yon. Remember that? I think we need to think about heaven more. We won't get so bogged down in this life if we can just think about that which is to come. Does not the Bible say, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before? Praise God. And that doesn't mean a raise. That doesn't mean more money and more boats and more cars and better clothes. It's talking about things of God, things of the kingdom. It's not referring to the temporal. It's good to be here tonight. I want to turn your attention for just a little while. And uh, after we're done, we'll get cleaned up, get everything put up, and hopefully go eat some food. Praise God. If you have your Bible, I'd like for you to turn with me, or at least a Bible app. Um, if you turn with me to the book of Job, the book of Job, what book does Job come after? That's a trivia question for tonight. What was that? Okay. Someone want to check on that to verify? It's Esther and then Job? Okay. <laughs> All right. Job chapter 10, verse number 1. I'm going to read a, a few verses of Scripture here tonight and speak to us from the Word of the Lord and from uh, some observation and even maybe a little personal experience. Job chapter 10, verse number 1. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. Hmm. Sounds pretty depressing, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't you get the idea that this guy was probably depressed by this point? He had lost so much. He had suffered so much. And he even cursed the day that he was born. You ever been there? Not yet? <laughs> well, that day will probably come. You'll probably experience that season in your life before you die. If not, glory to God. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. Everybody say bitterness. It's not a good thing to have. It's not good to be bitter. It's not good to be bitter. You know, you and I will have the opportunity to become bitter or better. Would you look at someone and tell them, you will have the opportunity to become bitter or to become better. It's not based on what you go through. It's based on how you respond that makes the difference, that determines whether you will be better or bitter. Job didn't handle everything perfectly. We know the, the Bible, the Lord testifies, he's a perfect man, but he didn't remain perfect. If I can say that. He did not handle things perfectly. When the pressure was on, his flaws were revealed, his insecurities, his deficiencies, even some arrogance and conceit, those things were also revealed. Things that he didn't even know were in him came out under the pressure of trial. In Psalms chapter 6, verse 6, another man spoke and said, I am weary with my groaning. Someone say weary. 
All the night make I my bed to swim. I water my couch with my tears. You ever been there? Some of us have. It's not a one-night thing, but if you've been weary a long time, you've been suffering a long time, many tears have saturated things around you. Jeremiah, another man of God, a prophet in fact, in Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 18 And also Lamentations chapter 2, verses 19, Jeremiah also became weary. Someone say weary. Jeremiah became weary. David became weary. Job was weary. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, David's men became weary and they could no longer follow him. They couldn't keep up because they had become so exhausted, so tired. They battled so long. The terrain was so rough. They couldn't follow him any further. The apostle became very weary. And he talked about fasting's weariness. It was more than once that he found himself very weary, very tired, very exhausted, stressed out, depressed, experiencing deep sorrow, sadness, and grief, much like the Lord. Let's Put our Bibles down if you, if you can do that for just a moment. We're going to pray and move forward in the Lord and the Spirit and faith in this place here tonight. I want you to know before you pray that God knows where you're at. And He knows what you need. But yet He stands still and He waits on you to recognize that He is the one you need. And that you would call on Him. Hallelujah. God, we thank you tonight for your word, your presence, your peace. All of the provisions and the commodities of your kingdom and of your spirit, Lord, which has filled us. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here tonight and to just continue to be a part of the house of God and the building of God. We know that we can't build this church. It's not our job. It's not our calling. It's not our gifting. It's our job to be laborers together with you as you build the church. Because if you don't build it, it's not going to be built. And if the foundation that has already been revealed, has already been established, if that one foundation which is you is not laid and we're not built upon it, that which is built will not stand. So therefore we ask you to help us tonight. Help us open our eyes and our ears. Help us, oh God, to become sensitive and fertile. Oh, Lord, to you and to what you want to do and speak and accomplish in our lives for your name's sake, for your glory, and that your purpose is accomplished in us. In Jesus' name, can we lift our hands and give praise to the Lord? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your living word, Lord. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to speak tonight for just a little while on the subject spiritual remediation, spiritual uh, remediation. Recently, uh, there was a hurricane that came through. I believe it was Michael. Is that right? Was it Michael? Came through, devastated a certain area of Florida and and continued. And uh, there were churches even, churches that were impacted by this storm. And they were... Uh, so impacted that they had uh, structural damage, but something far worse, the storm that beat upon the outside penetrated through the doors and the windows and the cracks and the crevices, and the water began to flow inside of those buildings. And after the water receded, there was much damage. And they needed contractors and companies to come in to remediate, to tear out the old drywall and tear out things that the water had severely damaged. 
and what was left, the, the metal, the wiring, the block, the brick, some of the wood, they had to begin a process of, of drying, you know, getting all of that water out because when moisture remains, there's going to be mildew and there's going to be mold, okay? And uh, you, you can't live in those conditions where there's a lot of mildew and a lot of mold. It's just going to mess your breathing up and so forth. So they have the, this process called remediation. They want to take certain things out and dry that which remains, fix that which can be fixed, before they can rebuild. So tonight, I want to share just a little bit of information from the Word of God and from experience, uh, things that we need so that our spirit can receive uh, remediation. So that's what we're going to share here tonight. All of us at one time or another uh, will experience a lot of pain problems, pressure, storms of this life, I had to tell a young person recently, and they will learn this sooner or later as they continue to live, but this is a reality that I believe all of us will become uh, soberly aware of as we grow, that life is simply unfair. There will be some unfavorable situations that you experience in your life. That is true. Job experienced some of these things, and Job said, my soul is weary. David experienced some things, and he said, I'm weary. Jeremiah experienced things, and he said, he became weary. David's men became weary. The Apostle Paul became weary. And if you and I are going to be uh, alive and walk with God, we're going to uh, be faced with all kinds of things that can really wear us out, and wear us down, overwhelm us, and cause us to become weary, tired, even exhausted. Warriors become weary. You can become weary if you engage in intercession all the time. I have friends and ministers, male and female, who are very spiritual, you know, and they see angels and, you know, they've had visions of Jesus and, and you know, they hear the voice of God and God has to speak with them audibly and because they, they just don't get it any other way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've had to tell some of these friends of mine that, listen, stop interceding today. Go rest. Go make yourself a, a, a nice cake and sit down and enjoy it. And realize that warriors need rest because if you don't rest, you're going to become weak and weary, and exhausted, and vulnerable as a result. You can't spend your life fighting all the time. You got to be like Jesus. You got to sleep. You got to go somewhere and get away from people. You got to take a vacation every once in a while, not, a, not away from relationship, but away from certain duties, responsibilities, tasks, certain people, because people stress us out, and people and their problems can cause us to become weary. Do you know what I'm talking about? So warriors do become weary. You can become weary swinging a sword every day. You can become very, very tired. Even if you're a, a, a man or woman that is into physical fitness and you're working out and you've uh, been a member of such and such gym for X amount of time, you soon realize that you can't do that every day. You can't get on, on that bench press and just do that every day. It's, it's going to damage you. You have to take time and even rest your muscles. Is that right? I've been resting for months now, and I think it's about time to get back to the gym. <laughs> Whew. 
At least that's what my son says. And Anyway. But sufferings and struggles can weary us. Weakness can weary us, cause us to become faint and tired and exhausted and irritable and frustrated. And yes, it's possible. Even the super Christians can become weary and tired and exhausted and wore out. I'll be honest with you. There have been times where I have come in and I said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do this. My mind, I'm struggling, I'm weary, I'm tired, and I need somebody to help me. And thank God there's always been somebody the Lord would use to help me in that moment of weakness or weariness. So, I think it's more than possible, more than likely. I think it's absolutely going to happen that you and I are going to become weary, tired. Doesn't mean that we're not spiritual. Maybe it just simply means that we haven't learned proper balance and we don't have a good spiritual diet. (laughs) I know sometimes... I eat too much snack food, and I don't have enough appetite for the good food. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's how it is in our spiritual lives. We get so full of the carnal and the world that we don't really have room or capacity for the spiritual things, the things of God, things of His kingdom, and the operation of the Holy Ghost. But I want to tell you from experience, the things of God are much more fulfilling than the things of this world. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you and I as members of the body of Christ, I think many of us have become weary at times, tired, weak, frustrated, overwhelmed, mentally fatigued, and even burnout or perhaps on the verge of burnout. I know preachers that have nearly lost their mind and have had to have uh, psychological help medication, therapy, counseling, uh, long periods of rest um, to recuperate and to recover uh, from damage that occurred over a long period of time of things just building and compounding and building. Constant battles and opposition, challenges, afflictions. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Now, it's the same afflictions that the people in the world face, but it seems the Bible is very clear that we have a little bit more because we're trying to fight a fight of faith and live for God. Amen? So we're going to face battles. We're going to have opposition. We're going to experience challenges, and we're going to be afflicted at times, and these things combined or by themselves can absolutely weary us. Letdowns, disappointments, setbacks, trials, failures, hurts, offenses, and the list goes on and on. The reality is we don't always get what we want, and we don't always win. Sometimes we do get hit by the opponent. Sometimes we do fall or we do fail. The Bible is very clear that though a just man falls seven times, yet he shall arise again. It doesn't say that those who walk by faith won't fail or won't fall. It simply means that because they walk by faith and refuse to give up their confidence in God, they keep getting back up again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. It's not because they have confidence in themselves. It's simple. It's amen. They have confidence in the God who called them out of darkness and into his marvelous and glorious light. 
And they simply believe that he is and that he is still the rewarder of those that will diligently seek him. Praise God. The truth of the matter is sometimes things don't work out favorably and sometimes we experience loss. Sometimes the storms that we're praying against actually come and they hit us and they destroy things and they cause a lot of damage. Isn't that the truth? We had churches. Just to give you an example, preachers' homes destroyed, flooded. The storm has no respect for the unrighteous or the righteous. A storm, you never know where it's going to go and who it's going to affect. We're living in the same world. Not only do we benefit from the same sunshine, but we also experience the same storms, the tornadoes, the lightning, the trees falling, the flat tires, the road rage, the craziness in our world. We experience it the same, but the difference is how we respond and how we deal with it and how we handle it and who we run to when we're in the storm. And the, 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 another reality, Brother Travis Morgan, is we're not always strong. If we were always strong, the Bible would not say, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. If strength was just automatic, just because we have the Holy Ghost, there would, ne there would never be a need for that to even be mentioned, to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. So the reality is we're not always strong even though we appear to be strong. I told someone recently, you just, you're such a strong person. And they responded, they said, no, actually I'm not. I just pretend to be. Anybody ever been there? Be strong. Not just for yourself, but for others who are depending on you, looking to you. We're not always strong. Some people put up fronts. <laughs> I know people who are seemingly buddy, uh, bu bullies. They put up fronts, and they got a big mouth, and they got a big bicep, and they'll threaten you. But when they find out, you'll punch them in the mouth, <laughs> and you'll throw some MMA up in there. They change their tune. <laughs> They start singing a different song. <laughs> so we're not always strong, and we don't always handle everything just right, especially when we're tired and we're weary and we're exhausted. Ask David. David made some bad decisions when he was weak, when he was weary. It was a time for the kings to go out to battle, but he stayed home that day. And he fell into temptation. Is the Bible true? He was weary, he was weak, he was tired of wielding that sword. And he's like, not today. You ever got up and you're like, oh no, not another day of this. <laughs> anybody, come on, anybody, not another day at this whatever or with this, you know. <laughs> I remember days having to get up and go to work and face some people that I just didn't like and I wanted to punch <laughs> I'm like, why do you have to be omnipresent? <laughs> why can't you just be over there and I'll just meet you over there later? But he's omnipresent. He's watching. <laughs> he knows when you. <laughs> he's not Santa Claus, but he knows. He knows all things. He sees all things. And he knows that we're not always strong, even when we appear to be. And he knows that we don't always handle everything right. Esau made a bad decision when he was faint. And Genesis chapter number 25 gives us the story in detail. We're not going to go through the story, but... He made a bad decision. And of course, it, the decision wasn't seeking bread. 
that, well, that wasn't a bad decision. That was a life and death decision. He was faint. He was weary. He was hungry. All right? He was probably on the verge of starvation. So seeking bread was, was not a bad decision. It was when he decided to exchange his birthright for bread. Hello? That's when he made the bad decision. And sometimes when we're weak and, and weary and faint, we make bad decisions like this man did. And, of course, uh, Jacob was there to exploit and take advantage of his weakness. We know he paid for that, but nevertheless. And I realize and I know that you have too. That we can become so busy helping others, serving, working, going, being a blessing, ministering. Be so busy doing our job, performing our ministerial duties and tasks that we neglect our own needs, our own issues, our own problems, our own disorders, deficiencies, or discrepancies. And because of the long-term neglect, we become very weary and overwhelmed and exhausted and too weak to even deal with it. But I want to encourage you tonight. You don't have to end up, and I'm not throwing any uh, negative stones at our uh, friend Robin Williams, the, the, the great actor, the comedian, but we know a little of his story, that he lived, he was very famous, he was a great entertainer, an actor, uh, a star in our world. He entertained and he made millions of people around the world smile and laugh, and some of you probably can quote things that he has said uh, in the past. But the reality is he had some disorders, he had a disease, he had some deficiencies within himself that he didn't know how to heal, didn't know how or, or, or how to get the help or where to get the help from. And he, he tried all of these things. He tried drugs and relationships and he, like many today, Settled for self-medication. He learned how to cope. He learned things that he could do and places he could go to escape from his reality that was unpleasant. That was displeasing. That was dysfunctional. And at about 63, I'm guessing here, maybe around 63, 64 years of age, he committed suicide. You and I don't have to be that way. We, we don't have to live life and do for everybody else and smile in the presence of everybody else and entertain everybody else and do our work and do our job and take care of our responsibilities and be dying at the same time. We don't have to be that way. Some people are already spiritually dead and they don't even know it. <laughs> there are zombies among us, but I won't go there. But it didn't have to be that way, Robin. It didn't have to be that way. I know that you brought such delight to many people. But you could have had delight in your own soul. You could have had delight in the, your own spirit through the Holy Ghost. My God. And these things, if they are not dealt with properly, these needs that go unmet, unfulfilled, without remedy, they gradually tear us down. We start deteriorating from the inside. Mold starts growing. And it soon overtakes us. And we're filled with such disease and death. It doesn't have to be that way. 
You don't have to self-medicate. You don't have to settle for just coping skills. You don't have to settle for just escaping through food and drugs and more entertainment, more relationships, more Facebook friends, more activities, more work, more money, more travel. Those things don't heal you. They don't remedy you. They can actually distract you and divert your attention away from the thing that you can be dealing with and and the thing that you can be healed from. And we live in a generation where people had rather just take another pill, another pain pill. Maybe they don't realize that there is actually healing for their disease. Maybe they don't realize. Maybe they don't believe that there's actually healing and deliverance from that. But they just settle for just taking another pain pill. Just watching another movie. Just texting all night and doing this and doing that. And spending hours on the internet. Who knows what they're doing to self-medicate, to cope, or to escape from their weariness and their weakness and their problem and their pain. And sadly, things are never remediated, the deep problems of their spirit, their soul. The offenses, the wounds go unhealed. Relationships get worse. They offend much easier. And they become overwhelmed and then they give up committing spiritual suicide, they don't pray anymore. They don't seek God for God anymore. They're just settling in a survival mode from church service to church service. It doesn't have to be that way. There's remediation for you. There's help for me in the house of God. David said in Psalms 38, verses number 10, My heart panteth. And that word panteth in this context is referring to my heart pains. My heart is overwhelmed. My heart is beating so hard because I'm so tired. He said, My heart is just pounding within me, and my strength fails me. As for the light of my eyes, it is also gone out. He said, as a result of me being in this situation so long and it not being remediated, he says, I don't even have good perception anymore. I don't even see where I'm at. The light's gone out and I can't see. This, if you read Psalms 38, it will, it will tell you why his heart was panting and his strength had failed and he had poor spiritual perception. It tells us why, and I'm, I'm going to give you an example or, or just kind of break it down in today's vernacular. It's because of abandonment and rejection from friends and from family. It's from those that wanted to destroy him and those that wanted to see him fall and fail. You ever had any of those kind of people in your life? They'll smile and shake your hand, but you can read their spirit. They can't wait for you to fall or fail. Huh? They don't love you. No. It's evident that they don't love you because they talk about you. And they are always finding fault about you. And they're always critical of you. And when... Your name is on their tongue in a negative way. That is proof that they don't love you according to Scripture. And that's bothersome. And that when, when that goes on week after week, service after service, year after year after year, it can weary you and you get tired. Do we not get tired? Do we not get weary? You can get weary in the house of God. You can get weary in ministry. You can get weary. You can be a doctor and get weary performing uh, medicine and surgery. You can get weary doing all the right things. You can get stressed out. Yes, you can. Look at somebody and say, yes, you can. You're not Superman. 
you're not a God man. You're a man of God, but you're not a God man. We pretend to be. <laughs> but David also said, I think this was in Psalms 27, I didn't write it down, but he said, when my heart is overwhelmed, my heart, just do this, say my heart. David said, when my heart, when my heart, my spirit, my inner man, my emotions, the way I feel when I'm overwhelmed, he said, lead me. Why did he say lead me? Because he couldn't find his way. When your heart's overwhelmed, you're just simply overwhelmed. You need somebody to help you. And he was praying, oh, lead me. I can't see that well. My hearing's not that good. I'm very emotional right now. My heart's overwhelmed. Somebody lead me to the rock that is higher than I. One thing that David recognized is he recognized that his help didn't come from man. That his help didn't come from his employer. That his help didn't come from 401k or from social security or from retirement or from the president. That his help come from the Lord and his, amen, help was the rock, the hallelujah, that was higher, that was exalted. And he realized that if I'm going to be helped, I've got to look up. I've got to reach up. Because my help comes from the Lord. But just because your help comes from the Lord doesn't mean you're going to experience that help. But the fact of the matter is you'll never reach out until you recognize that He is your only source. That He is your supply. That He is not just your provider, but He is also your provision. He is not just the Prince of Peace. He is peace himself. The God of peace. You think God just reaches into his spiritual bag and just pulls out something like Santa Claus and say, here, I'm going to bless you. No. Why is it peace that passes understanding? Because he is infinite. And he is that peace. It's not just his stuff. It's him. He doesn't just save us. He is our salvation. David recognized that he had to reach out, reach up, look up. Because his help came from above. From the rock that was higher. Men can help you. Men can bless you. Men can pray for you. Men can give you money. Men can encourage you. Men can preach to you. Men can be used of God to prophesy. But men cannot heal your broken heart. Men cannot heal your spirit, man. The wounds of your soul, man cannot heal. There is only one who can heal. The soul and the wounds of your spirit. Hallelujah. There's only one that can remediate your spiritual condition and give you rest in your soul. It is the Lord. Hallelujah. The great shepherd of our soul. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is him. Amos Chapter 8, verse 13. I'm going to close here in just a few moments. So if I can get some help on the piano. If not, I'm going to go pray. It's all by myself. Amos, chapter 8, verse 13, lets us know that there would come a day that even the fair virgins and the young men would faint for thirst. In this context, it wasn't a thirst for things. It wasn't a thirst for power or position or prestige or possessions. The reason he said that they were going to faint for thirst was because there was going to come a time where they would no longer hear the voice of God. (laughs) They would no longer hear the living voice of God, the Word of God. Hallelujah, I want to tell you from experience. Once you've heard and recognized 
the voice of God. There's nothing like it. There's no one else that can speak to you and soothe your soul and help give you direction like Him. There's nothing like having the voice of God active and alive and audible in your spirit. Hallelujah, that gives you guidance and governance and direction. A voice that calms the storm in your soul and it gives you peace that passes all understanding. Hallelujah, hallelujah, the voice that can remediate your spirit. He can send His Word inside of you and bring health and healing and restoration. It is the Lord Himself. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. The fact of the matter is we're all going to become weak and weary and tired and irritated and frustrated and we're going to be angry and some of us are going to be offended and some of us are still offended and we don't even admit it or, or, or recognize it. We just go on. We have all of these issues and I'm going to tell you something. The issues don't always go away. Some people die in their problems. Some people die in their pain. If you look at scripture and in history, some people died a martyr's death. And they were not delivered from their trial, but they died in faith. They were weary and they died in their weariness. But I want to tell you, they didn't die without hope. They didn't die without the Lord. Hallelujah. Because to be absent from the Lord, amen, from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. To live is Christ and to die is gain. And they realized, amen, like Paul said, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and of those who are called according to his purpose, they realize that if not in this world, it shall be in the world to come. It may not be the good that you want in this world, but God cannot lie. If you love God, and stay aligned and walk in accordance to his will and purpose, it shall work out for your good. But the good may be what you experience when you're gone. So be it. Jesus. He didn't die on that cross, suffer on that cross, have a prayer meeting in that garden feeling good. No, 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 no. Hallelujah, it was for the joy that was set before him. Hallelujah, it was the joy that he saw in his future. Amen, that you and I was going to enjoy, that you and I was going to be with him in eternity. It was the foreknowledge of God. Hallelujah, that he was able to enjoy his present state and circumstance and pain and weariness. The very thing that he despised the most, he endured. And he triumphed over all. Hallelujah. And if that same spirit that lived in Jesus Christ and caused him to triumph and be resurrected from the dead, that same spirit that dwelt in him is going to quicken us. It's going to empower us. It's going to release the kingdom in us. It's going to give us the peace that passes all understanding. Amen. We're born in the kingdom and the kingdom is put in us. What is the kingdom? It's not meat and drink as you suppose, but it's his righteousness. It's his peace as his joy and it's in the Holy Ghost and if the Holy Ghost is in you you have access to it all Woo! hallelujah hallelujah I wish we could stand to our feet lift our voices to the Lord I'm talking not about something but I'm talking about someone that can remediate your spiritual condition and satisfy your soul about someone that you can go to when you're weary. You can go to when you're broken and you're bruised and you can't see real well. You're blind. <sighs> Tell somebody, lead me. Preacher, lead me. Prayer warrior, lead me. I get weary. I can't find my way. Sometimes I can't find him. 
Somebody lead me, somebody. Somebody, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Aren't you glad for those people that still pray for you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. They're wanting you to be led to God. Oh, your eyes to be lifted up, up off of your pain and your problem and your weariness and weakness and realize that these are realities in this world, but there is someone that can remediate our spiritual weakness and weariness, and it is He, it is He, the Lord, that is high and lifted up, and He is able even tonight. And David said in Psalms 42, as the deer heart the stag panteth after the water brooks. So panteth or longeth my soul after thee. O God, my soul thirsteth for God. Not, amen, the God that simply people talk about, but he said, the living God. I need my God to be alive in me. Hallelujah. I don't need the God of my religion. I need the God of life to be alive in me, to be active in me. Amen. To get rid of the mold and the mildew. Hallelujah. And the damage from the storm and the things that have caused me to be weak and weary. Oh, I need him. I need him. I need him. I don't need him just on Sundays, but I need him every hour. Every hour I need thee, oh God. Whether I come to you or not, I recognize that I need you. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. Do I have a keyboard player? Never mind. You know how to play some? Oh, God. My soul thirsteth for God, the living God. The living God is the one who remediates our spirit. He is, He doesn't just give living water. If you read the Old Testament, he says, I am the living water. It's me. It's not stuff that I get. It's me. <laughs> it's me. That's why the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Some of us haven't tasted in a while. We've been away for a while. We've been here in the flesh but we haven't been with him in the spirit. And I feel the Lord is saying, hey, son, hey, young lady, my daughter, I know where you are. And I'm telling you to come back to me and drink because I am the fountain of living water. He that drinketh of me shall never thirst again. The reason why we're thirsty is because we've stopped drinking. Jesus taught men ought always to pray and not to faint. <laughs> but we don't always do that, do we? Sister Debbie, we don't always do that. Brother Nagy, I can tell you don't, you don't pray all the time. I'm just picking on you. <laughs> Listen, we don't always pray, do we? Uh, don't act like you always pray, huh? I know people that pray in all 10, 12 different languages here at church. And all week they're struggling in their mind. They're trying to deal with things and pressure and problem and pain in their own strength. Huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not, they're not praying always. I don't pray always. I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Can I, can I be real with you here? I'm just trying to be real. Paul learned that he could be strong when he was weak. He learned that it wasn't automatic. He learned that just because he was weak didn't automatically make him strong. What made him strong is when he brought his weakness to God. That's when God stepped in and said, I'm going to give you my strength. 
I'm going to give you my grace. If you will give me your weakness and your weariness, I will satisfy. I will bless. I will feel. If you will bring your void to me, I will feel your life. Oh, if you will bring your pain and your cares and your stress to me, I will replace it. I will teach you spiritual commerce. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. Oh, we do lack perfect consistency. That's right. But the good news is, he giveth power to the faint. Oh, yeah. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. Ooh, hallelujah. Remediation is the process of renewal. Oh, hallelujah. What are we here for? What has God called us here for tonight? He's called us here because he's ready to renew your strength. He's telling you, get your eyes back on me. You can't fix the world and the problems of the world, but you can pray and you can walk with me and you can let me operate through you. You can let me feel you. You can let me give you the rest, amen, and the peace that you need. Wait upon the Lord and shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That means they're going to overcome their weariness. That's what that's talking about. That means their spirit, their condition, their faintness, their weakness, their weariness is going to be remediated. That's what that means. They're going to fall. They're going to be weary. They're going to, amen, they're, they're going to mess up. They're going to faint. They're going to be without strength. But he says, but this is what's going to happen. When they come back to me, what, what does the word wait mean? It Wait means to come into uh, a bond. It means to attend to. It means to tarry for and with. Here's the Lord. He's on his throne. The Lord is on his throne. What's our responsibility? We're here to wait on him. We're here to wait on him. We're here to attend to him. Oh, we're here to tarry with him. We're here to get our eyes back on him. Hallelujah. Amen. Not because he needs anything but because we need Him. And without Him, there is no remedy for weariness and weakness. Without Him, there is no remedy for your falling and your failing and your faults. Oh, but He is here tonight to remediate our spirit. I wonder if we can lift our hands to the Lord in these closing moments and realize according to the Word of God that the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? David said I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. But not until. Not until. We've got to get back in his face. We've got to get back in his presence. We've got to get back at his feet. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Listen. You, you don't overcome weakness and weariness just because you come to church. Your weakness and weariness is overcome because not only you came to church, but as the church you came to God. I wish I could speak into your spirit and say, listen, I know you're here in the church, but why don't you come to God? Why don't you come to Him? Why don't you come to His altar? Why don't you come on His terms and not yours? Why don't you offer the sacrifice that He requires and not the sacrifice that you settle for? Why don't you come back to God and let Him remediate your life? Let him get rid of that mildew and that mold and that hurt and that pain and that weakness and that weariness. 
Let him feel you that you rise above your exhaustion and your thirst. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Isaiah says it's with stammering lips and another tongue. Will he speak to this people? What is this all about, this speaking in tongues? He says this is the rest. It's not just the rest one time. But this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. Even the godly become weary. Let's all stand. This is is not just for entry-level Christians, entry-level believers. But this Holy Ghost is something that we can experience and drink from every day. It's Him. It's Him. When's the last time you just had an old-fashioned Holy Ghost move? Just you and the Lord. Not praying for anybody else, but just you and Jesus interacting. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Exchanging communication and commerce. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder for just the next few moments, just the next little while, if we can lift our voices unto the Lord and reach for Him. He is the one that gives us rest and refreshing come to Him. We can draw near to Him. We can repent. We can come to God with our whole heart. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You say, well, I've done too wrong. I've done too much, too wrong. No, 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 no. If you're breathing, there's hope for you, my friend. If you're alive and you're able to hear the Word of God, there's hope for you, my friend. Hallelujah. You might feel carnal, but I'm telling you, God still loves you. God can still help you. God can still heal you. God can still rest, give rest to your soul today. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't we just find us a place in the Spirit right now? Why don't we just find us a place in the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, enter into that throne room. Get beyond the veil tonight. Hallelujah. Let Him work in us. Let Him remediate our spirit, our condition. That's right, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything that the Word has given, everything that the Word has spoken, hallelujah, hallelujah, it's accessible to you and I tonight. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah. Come on, listen. After you spent time telling God how sorry you are and how bad you've been and how wrong you've been, why don't you just lift your voice and tell Him how great He is and how much you need Him and how much you desire Him and how much you can't make it without Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's right, that's right, that's right. Come on, bring your weakness. Bring your weariness. Bring your pain. Bring your frustration. Bring your cares and your burdens and your void to the Lord and let Him fill you up. Let Him fill you up. Let Him give you that peace that passeth all understanding. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Engage with the Lord. Interact with the Lord again until you begin to pray fluently in other tongues again as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Come on, get beyond your carnal mind. Get beyond your human reasoning and logic and get in the Spirit. Get in the Spirit. Come on, that's where the miracle is. That's where the glory is. That's where the power is. It's in the Spirit. It's in the Spirit. It's in the Spirit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, praise be to God, praise be to God, praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. 
I'm not worshiping you because I'm worthy. I'm worshiping you because you're worthy of our worship. You're worthy of our affection and our adoration and our praise. Hallelujah. You're worthy of our loyalty and our allegiance and our trust. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Come on, turn your eyes back on the Lord. Get them back on him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's he who called us out of darkness. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, yes. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, my, my Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, there's been loss. Yes, there's been pain. Yes, there's been weakness and weariness. Yes, there's been frustration. Yes, we felt like quitting. Oh, yes, we become so tired. We didn't know how we were going to do it. Didn't feel like we had it in us, but I'm going to tell you, it's him, it's him, it's him, it's him. He is our strength. He is our salvation. He is our peace. We can draw from him tonight. We can draw from him tonight. I was reading words from Verbal, Verbal Bean recently. He said, you can get along with God and absorb him. Hallelujah. You can absorb him. Oh, I hope that you and I can grasp that language tonight, that we can get a hold of God in the spirit, and we can absorb him. Hallelujah. We can get the mercy that we need, the forgiveness that we need, the grace that we need. The strength that we need, the wisdom that we need. Oh, I wonder if we can lift our hands tonight. It's it's 825. I know we've been praying for a few minutes. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to lead here today. I'm just trying to encourage here today. I'm trying to edify here tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But listen, you don't have to self-medicate. You don't have to slip off and, and, and do things and smoke things or drink things or watch things. No, 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 no. You can come to God. You can pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I, I know somebody, they told me recently I was having so much problems with my mind. I, I, was, I was tempted so much in my mind. I was drawn away in my thoughts that I had to get away with God and pray. I had to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, God's strength can overcome the temptation. God's strength can empower you to endure. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Come on, if you believe the Lord, He loves you, that He is here to help you and bless you. If He's here, amen, and you hear His voice, would you stand with me tonight? Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's all stand together. Praise be to the Lord. Hallelujah, we've been in the storm, and the storm has penetrated our lives, and things have seeped into our spirit, but I'm telling you, we're not destroyed. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. <laughs> oh, we've been fighting, and we've been fought against, but we're not forsaken. We're still here. We're still here. If you're glad to be here, would you lift your hands and give praise and thanks to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. And just tell the Lord, I'm here because of you. <laughs> I'm here because of you. I'm here because of you. I'm here because of you. And I'm going to see you when it's all over. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, yes, let's all put our hands together. We're going to see the Lord when it's all over. And it's working out for good. Praise God, praise God. God bless you. You can dismiss yourself. But before you go, shake some hands. Hug some brothers and sisters. And uh, love on some folks before you leave here tonight. God bless you. Remember, Pastor, he'll be flying in tomorrow from Maryland. And we're looking forward to a great service this coming Sunday. And uh, before Sunday comes, don't forget, if you can cook, if you can cook, please see Brother Nagy, Peter Nagy here on the front row. And maybe you can buy some chicken. Maybe you can stop by Popeye's or something. 
Just see Brother Nadji. He'll answer all your questions. Thank you so much. God bless you. Foundation of Life, we'll see you this Sunday, 10 o'clock.